I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. The Hawks, as big underdogs, big underdogs without Trey Young, dominate Milwaukee. Now Giannis injured. We're not sure of his status. Let's see what the Vegas odds have to say about him playing. We got the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL unveiled by PFF. Number one, two, three, four, all all makes sense. But number eight and number nine, some of you are going to be very angry. Tonight in the NBA, elimination game for the Clippers. They're at home, but they're underdogs. The Suns are favored on the road. We'll get into the game and give a pick on the game. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Wowza, wowza. Just think about the moment Trey Young is out, Atlanta down 2-1. Some spots, they shoot up to nearly double-digit home underdogs. Nines were everywhere. Nine and a halves were some places. On the road, Milwaukee was that favored. And if you just take a snapshot and say, this is the low point for Atlanta. This is where it ends. And then a good beginning of a game and a bad fall, bad land wrong. And it's all different. And what we're going to do is let Vegas, because this is one where no one seems to have the reports, right? Yeah, no structural damage. We got that. Um, Doubtful for the next game. But what about after that? That's the question. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. I'm the pro. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got an elimination game coming up later on tonight from L.A. And injuries impacting the NBA playoffs yet again. What is the Vegas lead here on this Wednesday? Yesterday's game for sure, but let's zero in on Giannis and and what it all means. And we'll you know we'll figure out how Atlanta did what they did, but uh, nothing is going to swing the rest of the NBA more than when Giannis comes back. Yeah, and it was the Atlanta Hawks with a 110-88 win in Game 4 of their matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks last night at home. That series is now tied two games apiece. The story going into that game was the injury to Trey Young and him being out. And the story coming out of that game is obviously the knee injury suffered by Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks. No structural damage as reported earlier today. He's doubtful for Game 5, and his status remains up in the air moving forward. So first off, assuming that holds, the, the no structural damage, uh, you know, whereas it's maybe I mean, I'm that's true, it would seem, but it could be, I guess, in theory, something really bad otherwise, uh, you know, but assuming it's not really bad, that's a wonderful thing because yeah. when you have an injury this far into the season, you know, at the very end, 
uh, one of those 10-month injuries, especially with the way the uh, season is going to get back to its normal kind of times of the year, it's later this year than it typically is at this stage of the playoffs. You know, it could be something that he was out past the beginning of the playoffs next year. So to have a two-time MVP, you know, still getting better, not have to miss an entire regular season, you know, just helps the game and helps the fans. So obviously a good thing. Let me ask you, because there's the phenomenon, Jonas, of, oh, look, everything looks great. At the same moment, as I said in the open, that Atlanta felt so bad or Atlanta fans would feel so low. It's the same moment that the other team has a chance to become complacent, has a chance to lose that eye of the tiger. Before the Giannis injury, what did you see on the court? Oh, Milwaukee looked terrible. I mean, it, just, from from what though? Lack of effort, lethargy. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know because I, I I would just say that in the same discussion was being had on TNT afterwards, to which you know even Kenny Smith was saying, look, it looked like a lack of preparation. They just came out and looked flat. They didn't look like a team who wanted to seize an opportunity with the best player on the opposing team being out, up two games to one. You get that game, you put them in a stranglehold. I mean, that that's you know that series oh, yeah. is a wrap. Um, especially with Trey Young being banged up like he is, and they came out and they just didn't look like they were ready to go. So even even if Giannis wasn't injured, I still think Atlanta wins that game. No, and, and I think by most accounts that was my take and others was that, yeah, Atlanta was on the way to winning that game. And, and let's not forget something. To be a uh, upward, almost a 10-point home underdog – in the conference finals, I get it. Your your leading players out, but I mean, and the playoffs are different in a way. Playoffs tend towards bigger lines just because, in theory, the favorites motivated. Though in this case, it didn't seem so. And and this gets into the butterfly effect of all this. So Milwaukee's game planning, their scheming, their uh, X's and O's. I'm not in a position to judge an NBA coach, but those who feel comfortable doing it and are quite bright about it, I don't think I've ever met a real X's and O's NBA person that was a fan of Milwaukee and the way they're coached. I, I mean, have you? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sometimes you'll hear like, oh, he's, you know, like Kingsbury with Arizona. You hear a lot of people down on him. Others are up on him. But this is almost like to a man – Jonas and then even McKenzie. I mean, can you name one wonk, one hardcore analytics person and say, yeah, Bordenhoser is our guy? No, it, it, he seems like the guy who's going to be the fall guy. If this goes the way that, that it may go and they don't win an NBA title, it feels like Bordenhoser is going to be the guy to go. But fall guy, at least to, to me, implies that it's unjustified, that they're taking the fall. Maybe they shouldn't, but it feels like that if if the experts are right about it, then Milwaukee's coaching is a major problem. Yeah, no, it just that that has been the conversation that Mike Budenholzer, for whatever reason, it's either not making adjustments, yeah. not getting his team to respond. It just has not worked in big time critical moments for him. Mackenzie, you are pretty close with the uh, analytics community in the NBA. Uh, can you think of a person you respect that's a big fan of the Milwaukee coaching? 
No, not a one. It seems like a nightly tradition to talk about everything that Coach Bud did wrong. One thing that was recently said by the Ringers, Wozni Lambry, is that with a young team, with a team that's not like the Bucks, that's inexperienced, his simple coaching style can be effective. But when it comes to the playing, the playoffs, and all that nuance, nobody seems to be a fan. And, I mean, to some degree, Thibodeau falls into that category, though with him it seems to be more that he plays him so hard in the regular season. But this year especially, and against Atlanta with the Knicks, it was a a lack of adjustment. And what we're seeing, and we're going to do an extended preview on the Clippers' Suns, and the Suns favored in that game, favored on the road. Uh, Ty Lue is a maestro. I mean, again, I can't say, oh, wow, they got a shooting stretch four, and then on defense they're doing the drop, cover it. Eh. I I listen, and I kind of hear the conclusions, uh, and I'm trying to learn the concepts, but to a man, because listen, on Twitter, you know how they said in Philadelphia they booed Santa Claus or threw snowballs at him? <laughs> I mean, imagine what they do on Twitter, right? So to me, the question isn't, is somebody critical? The question is, is someone not critical? Because there's going to be people critical regardless. I mean, you got uh, Bill Belichick getting laughed at by people. So that should tell you, just stop. You're not better than Belichick at whatever you're doing. I don't care who's listening. Belichick's the best of all time at football, and he's got people not only just, uh, what do they call them, the eggs in their mom's basement, not only that crowd on Twitter, but, like, serious people. Like, at some point, if Bobby Fischer disagrees with you about chess, you got to wonder not why Bobby Fischer's wrong, (laughs) but what you're missing. And if Belichick disagrees with you about football, you got to wonder what you're missing. But, you know, there's, I mean, I love PFF, but you got, you know, people critiquing Belichick left and right. It's like, I get maybe in a vacuum you're right, maybe. But do you think you maybe Belichick knows certain things about the Patriots that you might not that would <laughs> that might sway the conversation? So yeah, criticism's easy, but usually you're gonna have the defenders. It might be 60-40, it might be 40-60. I don't know if it's even 95-5 amongst those who know. And I've heard people, serious people, say, you know. I'm, uh, if I was a Milwaukee fan, I wouldn't want them to win the title this year because if they do, they're going to retain Bodenhoser and because of that, it'll be not worth the one title. It's like when someone's that bad that they're worried they might win it this year because they, <laughs> they'll keep them. I mean, that's bad because let's be honest, how, how many teams are winning more than one title in a decade? And, you know, you think you take the one, but he's that bad and Back to the butterfly effect, Jonas, is, you know, there's the movie, it's the concept of you stop to get a soda, and if you didn't, you would have got hit by a car, and you don't get hit by a car, so you go on to be the father of someone who's the father of a woman who's the first woman president, or whatever. It's like you just don't know if one decision and we don't know those decisions in our past that if we would have done one slightly different thing, what would have happened, you know, be yeah. at the, a billionaire or maybe be dead. And what we know is if Milwaukee had come out playing with more fire, odds are 
In fact, it seems almost certain that Giannis wouldn't have been in that exact situation at that time. And I know that you can't blame, you know, you can't look and say, well, it's the coach's fault then. But really, talking here honestly like we do, that makes a ton of sense. Is they were playing a certain way, they got behind a certain amount, and that confluence of events led to Giannis getting hurt. And if anything else had been different, chances are Giannis wouldn't have been in that spot and wouldn't have gotten hurt. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. How did Atlanta, Jonas, in your mind, pull this off? Because the Giannis story is dominating. And next segment, we're going to go through and explain just how influential, how much of an impact he makes on the Bucks, both on uh, offense and defense. But it doesn't change the fact that by your statement and by consensus opinion, the Hawks without Trey Young were on the path to win and win handedly with Giannis playing. We understand the lack of energy for, or, the, or the lack of performance for Milwaukee. Do you think Atlanta did anything especially right, or were they just there to benefit from Milwaukee's failures? I mean, Lou Williams getting a start, and it was the first time, I forget the exact number, but the first time in a long time that he had gotten a start um, in a playoff game. And th- whatever you want to say about Lou Williams, he's always been a scorer. So you knew you were going to get some point production from him by putting him into the starting lineup, and he did score. I just, I feel like this was was more about Milwaukee coming out flat than it was Atlanta so much because it's not like they put out a murderer's row lineup. Atlanta came out, uh, you know, gave what what they had, and it was like Milwaukee just kind of went through the motions and and sort of you know didn't look you know overly either prepared or super motivated or whatever it was. And by the time they started to get engaged and get back into the game, Atlanta was already running away from it. And then you had the injury that was suffered in the second half, and then you know from there it was just it, it was a wrap at that point, and it was garbage time, and Atlanta was playing a bunch of bench guys uh, and there was no response no answer and I think Milwaukee just realized not only do we got to come back and try and win a game five but most likely we're going to have to do it without our best player that's Jonas Sox we're straight out of Vegas well said well said so I'm going to tell you right now why I believe there's an extra good chance that Trey Young's back for the next game and that's because of how late in the process yesterday, he was declared out. Now, a lot of people would say, RJ, you had a bet on the under 27 and a half points. And the guy was so hurt. They put that number up and he was so hurt. He couldn't even play a minute. If he would have just even just tried all our AD, you would have won your bet. And I'm saying you're right, but let's not focus on it. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Okay, but it's true. We had a hell of a bet there. But once again, that damn what you know, one minute or one second, we need to be on the court. But I think the fact it was so late meant he he had a viable chance to play. So if you had a viable chance to play, and then you get forty eight more hours, I think there's a really good chance Trey Young plays. So what we'll do is take our first break. When we come back. We're going to look at the odds both on the game five. We're also going to look at the odds to win the series. And we're going to look at the odds to win the title and tell you what Vegas is saying about Giannis's status moving forward. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at the game four matchup from last night between the Hawks and the Bucks. And looking at the data, I am 90% sure within five minutes I'm going to have a best bet on this Milwaukee series. I just want to talk it through. Jonas, the voice of reason, have him counterpunch it. <laughs> We're going to do that right now. Next, this is a great day to join. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. That's cause of you, and we're going to keep returning the favor by supporting you with the best show we can deliver. You can listen on foxsportsradio.com. It streams right there. And, oh, by the way, you can go on and see where the nearest local station is or if you're traveling where the station is going to be there, right here in Vegas on the Strip. A cool 90 degrees, and the neon is chugging. So, RJ, we've been talking about that big game last night from the Atlanta Hawks. 110-88, the final. They've even their series in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Milwaukee Bucks. Two games apiece. But the big story coming out of that game is the injury to Giannis Antetokounmpo. No structural damage is reported earlier, but Giannis uh, most likely doubtful for Game 5, and his status still up in the air for the series moving forward. Yeah, and we'll go over those odds and explain what they mean, what what the implications of the odds are. But I'm looking at this box score. Got to give Atlanta credit. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six players in double-digit scoring. Six players, two with 20, over 20 or more. Um, Bondanovich, uh, who's been hampered physically stepped up did he look better i mean was he just hitting shots to you jonas or did he look physically like he's improving a little he, bit he looked physically a little better um he, he there were clearly times you know especially even at the start of games where he looked clearly hampered uh, in the series but he looked a lot better last night um and and was out there hitting shots you know six threes in that game so i think that was a big difference uh, and, and a big impact on the game as a, as a whole and it, you look in Milwaukee actually hit 56% of their two-pointers. So, it, you know, they, they uh, eight of 39 from three, so not great there. But when you hit 56% of two-pointers, it's not like you're sh- having some horrible shooting. It, it just strikes me that the hustle plays, you know, typically when you look at basketball results, the shooting, if it's extreme, will trump anything. But in the times that the shooting is kind of close or even somewhat close, it's often offensive rebounds, not turning the ball over, creating steals. Some of the stuff that you people pay lip service to and like, oh, that's what basketball is about. That's Indiana kind of basketball. But in truth, even at the NBA level, it often is the deciding factor. And sometimes a team is so hot from three, nothing else matters. But those are far less than half the games. And there is a phenomenon, and we talk about it all the time, in sports betting, which is when a player is out for that first game, for that first game, there's a sense of we can all step up. We can, you know, the hero's gone, and we can make up for it. It is usually a good betting situation to bet a team that's in that spot. The next game is usually a bad situation. The reason being, one, 
They've spent extra energy. Now they have to be asked to spend it again. Two, it's not as novel. It's not as new. It's not as exciting that he's that the star's out. And again, we don't know that Young's going to be out. I, I think he will play most likely. But for the one game, they stepped up. And if you actually look at it, for both these teams, this game probably helps the fatigue. The average starter for Milwaukee played less than 31 minutes and for Atlanta, less than 33 minutes. So it was a situation where the, the, the key players didn't play nearly as much and maybe helping with the fatigue a little bit. But Holiday, I mean, this guy, 6 of 17 from the field. Uh, I mean, he's had, what, one good game this entire playoffs? I mean, they, they trade like three first-round picks for him, right? Yeah, he hasn't had a, a really good playoff run so far. And and Middleton has been sort of hit or miss. He's had a couple of really good games, hit a couple of really big shots, but still there's been times where Middleton comes up small as well, too. We are straight out of Vegas. That is Jonas Knox. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to walk through and look at the odds. And we're going to say, okay – what do they tell us about Giannis? So let's start with game number five. Giannis is doubtful officially. So let's assume he's not playing. Jonas, have you seen this line? Uh, I've seen it. I'm looking at it right now. I'm okay, no, I was just going right. to guess. So an average, if these were even teams, if these were even teams with Giannis out and still the uncertainty of Trey Young. So I think that most people that I hear, that I talk to, are saying they expect Young to play, though he very well could be less than 100%, which seems kind of where I'm at. So let's assume that. So what is the line, McKenzie, currently on Game 5? Bucks favored by two points at home. Okay, so home court advantage, ah, probably two and a half. Probably two and a half. So what we're saying here is, that with the Trey Young uncertainty, but likely to play, that the Buck or that the Bucks are slightly less good. So Atlanta is slightly better than Milwaukee. So forgetting the numbers, Jonas, if I say Giannis is out, Trey Young is 48 hours after missing because of an ankle. Who's the better team? What do you say? Uh, I would say, oh man. Probably Atlanta, and and I would say leaning towards Atlanta just because of their success on the road so far in the playoffs this year as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a fair statement beyond how, how good the teams are. So I think that's right. Okay. If Trey Young were healthy, like no injury, I think that was way short. I'd be gobbling up, meaning – uh, that that would be way good for Atlanta. I'd be gobbling yeah. up Atlanta. To me, the Trey Young uncertainty is the key. Remember, he only had three points in the fourth quarter after he got hurt, and uh, the team did very poorly. And do we? The fact that he didn't play in the last game, we can make the case that yeah, that the fact that it was a late scratch means it's a good chance he'll play. But it also means he was hurt so bad. This guy that seems to be a pretty tough cookie is he's saying, I can't go. And he had no idea they would win, had no idea Giannis would get hurt. It was almost giving up, not giving up, but it was almost kind of conceding the season by by not going. So yeah. he must be hurt badly. And, yeah, maybe he'll come back. I think he likely will. But he's going to be hobbled is my strong guess. So this line, I think, is right under those conditions. Now, let's look at the series price. So if we're saying that this is so fascinating, 
Because if Young gets better faster than Giannis, that would be one thing. If Giannis is out for the rest of this series, it'd be another thing. Let me ask you this, Jonas. From what you're gathering, and you follow these news reports on injuries a bunch, what would your guess be on Giannis's return? Uh, I would say possibly game I, – I would say a game seven if absolutely necessary. So if you hyperextend – so they're calling it a hyperextension? Yeah. So if, if there's no structural damage and it's a hyperextension, isn't that going to be a st- an injury that there's a standard return time? That, like, hey, that injury usually takes X period of time. Yeah, if this feels like one of those injuries that if this was the regular season, just as precaution, he would miss some time. If, if you remember, I think it was back before the pandemic, before everything got shut down. You remember when he was playing, there was a, uh, a, a three-game – or there was a weekend set to where the Lakers were playing yep, the Clippers yep. on a Friday night, and then they got Milwaukee or Milwaukee on a Friday night and the Clippers on a Sunday. And then two days later, everything got shut down. In that Friday night game, Giannis suffered not nearly as bad of a hyperextension, but he suffered a little bit of a, a tweak to his knee. And the thought was, because I remember we were talking about it on the air that mm-hmm, Monday, mm-hmm. how that would impact, you know, does that have any impact on the odds? And and they were going to play it safe and, you know, give him some time off, maybe a couple of weeks, just just to be careful with all this. This feels like one of those, if this were the regular season, they'd absolutely take a cautious approach. But if if they come to a do or die game seven situation, they're going to try and do whatever it takes for him to get out there. So uh, my P or my MD from the internet says recovery time from mild to moderate, such a hyperextension is two to four weeks. And that's for normal humans. Yeah. So Mackenzie, what do you see in regarding Giannis's, uh, I mean, is there any sense of the comeback, uh, his return time? Dr. David Chow on pro football doc said, He would be shocked if he came back even for the finals, even for the next round. And if you look at the title odds, it it really doesn't seem like he's going to come back this playoffs. Because of what? Dr. David Chow? I mean, that's that's one person's opinion, you know, someone with a more doctor experience than me. How have the title odds adjusted? So this morning, the Bucks were plus 350 consensus. As of right now, they're plus 350 consensus. The odds have not changed since the supposedly good news about Giannis. Okay. Well, one thing we know for sure is, I mean, the, the change would be them shortening the odds. Worse for the player. So we shouldn't, like, sneer and say there hasn't been a change, right? So the change would be worse for the player, correct? It, correct. It, it'd be that. So what were the odds before the injury? Was it right around even money for Milwaukee? Yeah, yesterday they were minus 115 to win the title. All right, so what you're saying is they were about 50% yesterday, Milwaukee, to win the title. And now because of this injury, they're, let's think, 350 uh, divided by 450. What's are imputed on that there? That's going to be what, about se- uh, about 25%? Yeah, about 25% if you take out the VIG, yeah. All right, so what we're saying is their odds got cut in half. Milwaukee was about 50% to win it. Now they're 25% to win it. Ah, what would their odds be if they didn't have Giannis? The, like if he was announced out for the playoffs, how that mm. Milwaukee team would be underdogs. Remember now, and let's look at this Milwaukee versus Atlanta series price. So when you have a home team tied 2-2, three games left, that home team is going to be about minus 160 or 70 in the pandemic era. 
I'm going to say if these teams are even, Atlanta and Milwaukee, all the givens of Trey Young and his injury, Giannis, if they're even, it would be about minus 170. So what do we got on Milwaukee? Milwaukee would be favored. What do we got? The Milwaukee Bucks are only a minus 120 favorite to win the series. Okay. So you know what this tells me, Jonas? Think about this. Game five is saying these are even teams pretty much, right? Because of the line, Milwaukee favored by two. Yeah. Okay. The fact that the line for the series is worse than Milwaukee being even, it's assuming Atlanta's better. That means in game six and seven, they think Atlanta's going to be better. Well, why would they be better in game six and seven and not game five? It's Trey Young getting healthier and healthier. So what they're saying is that Giannis is out for the rest of these odds are saying Giannis is out for this series because even if Giannis came back for game seven, I would bet the heck out of Milwaukee because I'd have a coin flip game here, uh, a coin flip game in Atlanta without Giannis. And then what would happen? You'd go home for game seven in theory with Giannis and be what favored by eight, seven points. What was uh, game two? What was Milwaukee favored by? McKenzie. Eight points. All right. So maybe make it seven and a half or seven because Giannis wouldn't be 100%. So if I can get uh, two coin flips and favored by seven, I'm laying the 120. So this is saying Milwaukee won't be favored by seven in game seven because Giannis won't be back. And as Trey Young gets healthier, they become the better team. Now, that's what Vegas is saying. What do you think, Jonas? Uh, I look if if this goes the way that it's going with Giannis's injury, I, I would take Atlanta. Um, I, and in fact, I don't even know that this goes seven games. I mean, if if Trey Young is on the sidelines like he was last night and he's celebrating with his team and he's you know getting fired up and all that, and and I don't know if I'm making too much of it, but that seemed like a guy who absolutely is playing game five. Um, you know, Milwaukee's going to try and get this done without Giannis, which which I think is going to have a major impact on the game. Atlanta's been really good on the on you know on the road. I don't see Giannis coming back in three four days on three four days rest with this injury. I think there's a really good chance Atlanta closes this thing out in six games. All right, let's do this. I want to tick through. All of the stats that Giannis leads the Milwaukee Bucks in, this is a shocking list. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Let's think about that baseball game. Unless anyone ever thinks there's a sure thing. Imagine how much you would have bet, Jonas, if I would have said, okay. Seven nothing in this baseball game. <laughs> Bottom of the you know half inning in. I got a bookie Jonas. He's got a death wish. He wants to give us seven and a half runs. So we get to lay even money, but we are plus seven and a half runs. And oh by the way, we're leading by seven after the first or after the first half of the inning. How much would you bet? I tell you this. If it wasn't possible a scan, like, you know, if it was like 100% legit, no pass post, you know, like a fresh Prince of Bel-Air where he plays the lottery from the day before and, and uh, Jeffrey thought he won because, <laughs> yeah, no. If I knew it was on, I would bet everything I've got at my house because the odds of losing that are like, what, 100,000 to one? 
This, yeah, I, although they, with it being the Cubs, uh, ah. you know, I think it's a little more realistic. But honestly, how much would you bet? It's a 7 nothing, and there's a bookie there with the money that will put it up in escrow. Like, it will be in a safety deposit box waiting. And you just watch the first half of the first inning. So I would bet. You're getting seven and a half yeah. runs, and you're up seven. All right. I would bet five times what I normally bet, <laughs> which, which considering I only bet $10 max, that puts me at 50 bucks, which is a significant bet for You know, me. Jonas, sometimes yeah. your squareness is cute. This one I don't like as much. All right, this is what – this is what – now, listen. McKenzie, before I – I'm going to ask him this question, the same one, but let me tell you something. I kind of have the intern mentality is make you know a couple years of like scrounging and then you start to make some money. Mackenzie hasn't made a ton of money with me. He's done a good job. He's moving towards it one day. But but maybe 3 or 4 months into working for us, so about a year ago, he's like watching the Lakers game. I think it was the, was it the Lakers? Celtics Raptors. The, the Celtics. He's watching the Celtics game, and it looks like he's sweating every bucket. And, <laughs> and just in passing, I go, you bet this? He goes, yeah. I go, well, how much you got on it? He goes, 2000 oh, I go, geez. what? <laughs> Jesus. And, and what's your normal Jesus. bet? I mean, your normal bet in the NBA is what? 330 bucks to win yeah. 300 So he bets 330 to win 30 which is a nice number. And he just on a whim decides about two thousand. So he won, by the way. <laughs> so now here's what I, I we need to say: McKenzie on a series price in the NBA that goes to Game Seven bets two thousand, oh, and man. Jonas on a ninety nine point nine 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 percent says he'll bet fifty dollars. Yeah. I've never bet more than a hundred dollars in my life. So you would have bet the most man. you've ever bet on that. What no. was the thing you bet a hundred on? Okay, I had a parlay and I lost the parlay because it went to overtime. I had the under. It went to overtime and Tracy <laughs> McGrady got fouled on a three, and he hit all three free throws with no time remaining. So the the under didn't cash, and therefore the entire bet got got ruined. And I was a busboy at TGI Fridays, <laughs> and I realized I was working that entire night for free because uh, of what happened. So, so not I never sh- did it again. A busboy bets a hundred on a parlay. Yeah. And Jonas, a national radio host, would bet 50 yeah, on a not, short thing, or yeah. almost a short thing. When we come yeah. back, no short things tonight, but we're going to go over the Clippers' big game against the Suns, and we will go over those Giannis stats where he leads in the playoffs. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And, R.J., we've been talking about the big news in the NBA, the status of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who suffered the knee injury last night. No structural damage. All the ligaments appear to be intact. But his status for Game 5 is doubtful, and his status moving forward still up in the air. In the playoffs, Giannis leads Milwaukee in field goals made, but not attempts. That's even better. Free throws made, free throws attempted, offensive rebounds. He's got 10, no other play, or that leads Milwaukee. 
Defensive rebounds, he leads. Total rebounds, makes sense, he leads. Steals, blocks, points. So just pretty much everything. Rebounding, shooting, points, blocks, steals. Not turnovers, though. So this is the guy. And it's it's as much of a, not a one-man team as much as he's clearly the best player. And as we've dug into the numbers during the break, Jonas, the numbers say that they think Giannis has a hell of a chance to come back if they make the finals. Because what we figured out was, last segment, was they don't expect Giannis back in the Eastern Conference Finals based upon the odds the way that we laid it out. But if Atlanta has almost a 50-50 chance to make it, and Atlanta's the slightly better team because they don't have home court, but they're almost 50-50, then Milwaukee without Giannis, then that means Atlanta's title watch should be the same, if not better, right? Because because they have a 50-50 chance to get to the finals, and they're the better team if Giannis is out. But Atlanta's plus 550, Milwaukee's plus 350. So what that's saying is Giannis very unlikely to play any games in the Eastern Conference Finals, but very likely to play if they make the finals, at least some of the games. Let's look at tonight's game. Yeah, we got the Western Conference Finals game six between the Suns and the Clippers. Phoenix with a 3-2 series lead there. And right now, Phoenix has a one-point favorite on pregame.com. Tip-off at 9 Eastern time. Mackenzie, pop up and and grab me a second-half line on this. So where I'm looking to lean, if not do a pizza bat, is going to be second half. And here's why. Uh, One, Chris Paul, since return from COVID... In the first half, when he's been on the court, Phoenix has outscored their opponent, in this case, obviously the Clippers, by 12 points total. 12 points plus 12. In the second half, when on the court, same games, minus 39. So plus 12, minus 39. Fatigue seems to be a factor. Now, if it's COVID-related, maybe it's going to dissipate and not be fatiguing as much. But here's the second factor to me, is the Clippers don't give up. So if they're down, I expect them to come storming back in the second. And when Phoenix is ahead, Phoenix tends to slow the game down even too much. Chris Paul controls it too much, and that will open the door for a comeback. So, Mackenzie, what do you see in the second half? You can get pick them for either side, Clippers or Suns, second half. All right, so let's make this a pizza best bet on the Clippers, second half. Second half. Now, if you can't get a second half line, look, you know, look for it at halftime. You got to just kind of feel it out. But I would, I particularly like the Clippers in the second half if they're far behind. Jonas, real quick, what do you think of that pick? Yeah, no, I like that as well too. It feels like the Clippers got something going here. I, I felt after last game, if the Clippers won that last game, it was going seven. So obviously, that would spell well for the Clippers tonight. And uh, Zubak is expected to be, or Zubak is expected to be out, though they're calling him questionable. Beat writer for the Clippers on Twitter saying very unlikely which makes means they go small, which could be another advantage. If you missed any of today's show, including a deep dive into what the injury to Giannis means to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks in their Eastern Conference Finals matchup, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can find the show on the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 